Welcome to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast with New York Times bestselling author, Christine Carlson. Chris shares don't sweat wisdom to help you achieve greater mental health, self-compassion, and better communication with family, friends, and coworkers. Listen in and learn simple ways to live your most vibrant life of joy. Hi, and welcome back to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast. This is Christine Carlson. Before we begin, let's take that very special golden pause. So wherever you are, sit comfortably. If you're seated in a chair, just uncross your legs and place your palms open on your lap. If you're seated Indian style on the floor, just do the same. Lean back, relax. And if you, of course, you're doing another activity, just use this as a deep breathing exercise to get really engaged in whatever it is you're doing. All right, let's begin. Let's begin to breathe together. Breathing in through your nose, allowing your chest and your belly to expand, taking the fullness of your breath, exhaling, releasing and relaxing. Breathing in golden sunlight, pure golden sunlight to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. And exhaling, releasing and relaxing. Breathing in pure golden sunlight to every cell of your being, through your core, through your heart, through your mind. Exhale, release and relax. Breathing in pure golden sunlight, up your belly, in your heart, through your mind, through your entire being. On the exhale, just let go of what doesn't serve you well. And breathing in pure golden sunlight to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. On the exhale, release, relax, and sink into your breath, into your body. And this time, as you fill your entire being with pure golden sunlight, every cell of your being, place your hand on your heart, activating your heart, opening your heart, and spend a moment thinking of one thing you feel grateful for. And as you breathe in that pure golden gratitude, that yummy golden gratitude to every cell of your being, exhale, release, and relax inward. And breathing in pure golden gratitude to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. Exhale, release, and relax. And breathing in pure golden gratitude again to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes, to every cell of your being. On the exhale, just sink inward a little bit more. And this time, as you fill your entire body, every cell of your being with pure golden gratitude, on on the exhale, allow that gratitude to wash over you like a cascading waterfall of pure joy. And breathing in pure golden gratitude again to every cell of your being, on the exhale, allow it to wash over you again like a cascading waterfall of pure joy. And taking one last deep breath in of pure golden gratitude, 
On the exhale, go ahead and open your eyes. Oh my gosh, doesn't that feel so wonderful to sink inward? The golden pause is all about just pausing, pausing in your breath, pausing in gratitude. Gratitude is where joy lives in the heart. It is accessing gratitude that changes your perspective. It can change your mood. It can change everything. When gratitude becomes a normal way of life, a just natural way of life, it's a beautiful thing because you start to focus more on all that you have and less on those things that you think you want. All right. Now I am going to riff with you a little bit about time. I just recently listened to um, a radio show on time and I was just very um, curious about it, about the whole point of what is time and what kind of construct is time and how does it benefit us to keep time and how does it hurt us to keep time? So I think, you know, clearly the benefits of time are that in a world that requires us to be productive and the world that we require ourselves to be productive if you're an entrepreneur, time is of benefit because it helps to create timelines, timelines for getting things done, intentional work ethic. This is the value of time constructs is it helps us to put things in motion in a way that we actually accomplish things if we set ourselves on a timeline. But even being on a timeline that isn't the right timeline can hurt us, can't it? Like maybe we create too tight of a timeline and then we're not taking care of the details of a project in the way and the manner in which they should be created. We just recently ran into that um, with a project that we did, this Spirit Writer World Summit. My business partner, Deborah Evans, and I, we found ourselves on a very tight timeline, and we just simply didn't know what we didn't know. And because we didn't know what we didn't know, uh, we did hire a team of people that we thought knew, <laughs> but they didn't even know some things, and we didn't have time to test properly. So we ran into some technological snafus in the back end of this project and it created stress. It created a lot of stress because when you don't leave enough time on your timeline, then you can't take care of the details in a way that they need to be looked after. That was a really big learning curve. It was probably one of the largest projects I've ever launched was this Spirit Writer World Summit. It was beautiful. I mean, we had these incredible speakers. For the most part, I think most of the people had a really wonderful experience. But because we were on such a tight timeline, it impacted our ability to deliver all the technologies um, that had to talk to each other appropriately. We didn't have time, like I said, to test them. So it impacted the overall end user experience. And we had a lot of customer service issues and a lot of stuff come up, which, you know, made it really hard. It made it very stressful. Deborah and I didn't have like a customer service team. So we were the customer service. So we started receiving a lot of emails, of course, when there's problems. Now, when all is said and done, 
it's wonderful that at our age that we're still learning and we're still growing. And that's the way I look at this. It wasn't a failure at all. It was actually quite successful. Many, many, many people were super happy with it. Well, there were a few that weren't and had trouble. Um, you know, these are the kinds of ways that we learn. But I wouldn't call it a failure at all. It was actually really um, an amazing thing that we, we did and accomplished. But I want to talk about how um, the Buddhists feel about time, about how time is really a mental construct that is really made up by man, isn't it? It's if we just lived by natural sunlight, for example, we didn't have clocks, we would have more um, ability to tune into our natural rhythm of the day. Maybe we'd leave our windows or shades open so we could rise with the sun. And maybe we would just know when the day is done by the sun going down, that it's time to wind down. Sometimes time and being too um, structured with time can take us actually out of the present moment. Where in the present moment, if your gauge wasn't the clock, but it was how you felt, you would just simply look inward and ask yourself the question, what am I feeling right now? What is my gut feeling? What is my heart feeling? Where are my emotions right now? Where is my mood? What, what is of the essence in this moment? And perhaps if we weren't so considerate, if we didn't consider time so valuably like of the clock, we might become more engaged more engaged in the present moment when this is the moment that matters most. This is the time you have this moment right here, right now, breathing. Can you breathe into that right now? Take a breath. Notice what's, what are you feeling? What are you feeling in your gut? Is your gut tight? Do you have tightness there? Is there anxiety there? Breathe into that. Breathe into that awareness. When we just live in this moment, living in the now, we stop distracting ourselves with what's next. We're not thinking about what our next thing is. We're thinking about what, where we are in this moment, what's happening right now. Like, for example, if I start to think about that I have a workout that I want to get to in 15 minutes, what do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to rush through this podcast interview because I'm not, I'm no longer present here with you in this pot, in this podcast. I'm thinking about what is next. My mind is wandering. I'm distracted. I'm feeling the need to rush through. I'm feeling like I have to get off and get to my next thing. Now, of course, that's important to me too. But overall, what's more important to me is to know that I'm making the most of my present moments. This is the moment we have. This is the moment I have with you. I may not have a moment later today. I may not have 
Who knows? I may not even be here tomorrow. You may not either. That's the way time goes, isn't it? We don't know. There's certain unknowns that we have to step into every single day. And life opens up, miracles happen, and the world gets brighter when we get more engaged in the present moment. Our attention is focused. We zero in more, don't we? We can see things that we might miss in our distracted state. It's interesting because while we want to have structure to our lives, which time gives us, we do need structure, don't we? I think so. We don't want to get too heavy into the structure. We don't want to pay so much attention to it that it takes away from being right here, right now. I don't know about you, but the older I get, the more important it is that I get this feeling that I'm really, really, truly engaged in my life as it is. I get really bothered when I'm over busy and over distracted by the mundane of life. I get so bothered by that because then I'm just so many details going on and not enough spaciousness to just be, to just be present. Rushing through life is just not living. We have a long time to be in eternity, a long time to be in the permanent world of eternity without our bodies. This is a short time that we have here on earth. Very short. We want to really enjoy it, don't we? We want to really be in it. And yes, we want to honor time. We want to honor other people's time. We want to honor our appointments. We want to create timelines that have spaciousness in them. We want to be in charge of our time, don't we? I'm going to end there, and I hope you found this an interesting conversation. I just loved listening to this whole thing about time and its value and its way it hurts us, and I hope that you've enjoyed having this conversation with me. Don't sweat the small stuff. We're living the big stuff, aren't we? All right, thanks so much. Come back again. This is Christine Carlson. Have a good time today. Thanks for listening to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff podcast with New York Times bestselling author Christine Carlson. You're invited to join Christine at one of her upcoming retreats in California, including her popular What Now Women's Retreat at Sea Ranch and her new Revive and Thrive Mental Health and Wellness Retreat at Mount Shasta. Get all of the retreat details today at christinecarlson.com.